Hey, and welcome back to The Straight Shooter Recruiter. I'm Emily, a senior recruiter by day, podcast host by night, and then career coach on the weekends. And today's video slash podcast, depending on what you're listening to right now, is one that I'm so excited for. Honestly, I think excited is kind of an understatement. I feel as though I have met my virtual best friend. Have you ever done that? Have you ever followed someone on social media and just thought, wow, this is honestly the coolest person on the planet? I did. Her name's Maya Bello, and she's on the podcast. Maya is one of the most brilliant and kind people I've ever met. I honestly had so much fun recording this episode with her. She is an outstanding software engineer at Slack. She's worked at Intuit. Funny enough, is not actually where we met, but we'll get into that in the episode. Today, we are going to talk about imposter syndrome, her journey to becoming an outstanding engineer and mentor and just all around amazing person. You are going to love her tips, her tricks, her personality. You have to check her out. All of her socials will be linked in the description. You will want to follow her. Trust me, you're not going to want to miss it. Maya, I'm so excited to have you here today. Honestly, I'm like, I'm fangirling a little bit, but how are you? <laughs> I'm good. How are you? Oh my gosh. I am so well. We already were chit-chatting a little bit before this, but happy first week at your new role. Tell me everything. We're doing happy Yeah, it's so exciting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I started my new role as a software engineer at Slack. So super excited for that just because I've always used Slack and I also like admire the company and their values and kind of like, you know, that team culture. So I'm so excited to be like in everything. They use a lot of emojis, which is something I guess, but like all their slides have like a lot of emojis on them and it's like super cute. That's so (laughs) fun. I feel as though like the emoji game really does change everything. I used to work in banks where it was not even a thing to send smiley faces and emails. Um, So I'm kind of envious that that's what you're doing. Um, But let's also not negate the fact that you also had an offer from Google on the table. I feel like you are tech genius, tech superstar. How did that (laughs) feel? Like you hustled for that. So what was the interview process like? Like, were you stressed at all going through this? Yeah, I was completely, (laughs) completely stressed going through this whole process just because I was actually rejected from Google in the past for like their internship opportunities. So that kind of like was in the back of my head as I was going through the interview process was like, can I actually do this? So I studied for months. And I think sometimes you might read articles online, someone studied for three weeks and now they're making so much money at Google. And that was just like not my story. Like I studied for months, seven months too. I like counted it. And it was a lot of, yeah, like coding after work, coding on the weekends, practicing. I use a lot of lead code. That's one of the resources that I use. And it took like a lot, a lot of work, but it felt so good to like get multiple offers. I was like... Very, it was a big decision to like figure out where I wanted to go because it was like so many great companies. Good for you. I mean, the stress of even just preparing for technical interviews generally, but also like, let's not forget you were also still working a very full-time job at Intuit as a software engineer. Like that is not, that is no joke. Like that's heavy work. How did you stay motivated? And also did you sleep? How did, how'd your sleep schedule go? Like, are you okay? No, like actually I got like sick from it. I was drinking like so much energy drinks. I was drinking so much coffee. I think I was getting like four hours of sleep each night. Yeah, I really thought I was superwoman out here. (laughs) I don't need sleep. (laughs) I'm gonna work in Google. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I'm being sponsored by Bang Energy. Hello, Bang, are you listening? (laughs) Maya's available, she's she's using your product. (laughs) 
I'm saying. <laughs> I'm in awe at how much work you would have put into that. How did you decompress? Did you decompress at all? Like while you're preparing for interviews, did you take breaks or did you kind of just like activate beast mode and you're like, I'll sleep when I'm dead? Yeah, so that was it in the beginning, but then the pandemic hit and it got weird and I just didn't like, you know, with everything going on, I kind of like lost motivation. And then I also had a lot of self-doubt. It's crazy how much your own self-doubt can really just hold you back. And I was like, can can I actually do this? You know, in the back of my head, I was like, I might be doing this months of studying and it would really amount to nothing. So I had mm. to like conquer that. And it wasn't until I actually met someone on Instagram. We met through Instagram too. Oh my gosh, I showed up to Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And um, he was a software engineer that works at Google. And I was just like, you know, I want to work there. Like, I want to do this. But I just keep, like, having so much self-doubt. So he came up with this study guide that he would give to people that he mentored. And I just followed through it. I worked really hard. And then, yeah, I passed five out of six of my, like, technical interviews. And the first one, I was just so nervous. Like, it was just the first one, so I wasn't really, like, you know, you gotta, gotta it get was that warm one up. out of the way. Yeah, that doesn't even <laughs> yeah, count. Yeah, it was the warm up. <laughs> I don't even know what you're talking about. Like, what test are you talking about? Oh, my gosh. Okay, so tell me more about that. So how did you find him on Instagram? Like, what was that conversation like? And did you have some other kind of mentors? Like, how did you end up finding this person and saying, yeah, I'm definitely reaching out to you. You're my new mentor. Let's make it happen. Yeah, so his name is Eric. He goes by Champagne Coder on like Instagram and different social medias. But he would always just post pictures of like, you know, like different free shirts he would get at different conventions. And I could just tell from the way he would like write things that he seemed just super nice. You know, mm-hmm. how you can just like get a vibe from someone. And I'm one of the people that I hate asking for help. Like, I will, like, go down so deep by myself and then finally ask for help. Mm -hmm. But I remember one day I was just like, I need to make a change if I want to see results. So I just... I slid in those DMs and I was As just one like, does. I really want to work there. <laughs> I Help like, me. I don't know what I'm doing. That's amazing. Like, right. Wow. And that's, that's yeah. awesome. So actually, that segues so well into something I wanted to ask you about, which actually, it segues well into everything. But I'd love to talk about imposter syndrome because, God, is that ever the most debilitating thing in the world. Um, and when you think about early career folks, especially when you were starting your career, I mean, have you, it sounds like you have had to work through imposter syndrome. What did that look like for you? And what was your experience like with imposter syndrome? Like what were your thoughts of self-doubt and how did you ultimately push through that? And how do you, you know, continue to push through that? Yeah, it's imposter syndrome really, really sucks. I hate I her. remember my first, yeah, I hate <laughs> her, right? Give her a name. <laughs> Yeah, I remember it was when I first experienced it was actually in college. So the way I actually chose computer science as my major was so random. I had so many different passions in high school and I just chose different majors to different schools. And for the school I chose computer science too, I got the most financial aid. It just worked out and then I was there, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. I I didn't know what code was at all. You know, but I was in a summer program for people with no experience. And I remember, I don't want to call that person out, but a group of us were venting about how hard the program was. And they were like, they were venting. They were saying, I don't know. Like, I'm not passionate about this. And then I said, like, one little thing. And that person, like, attacked me and said, if you're not passionate about this, you shouldn't do this. This is not for you. And I just, that was kind of like the first time I really remember someone telling me, like, I I shouldn't do this. It's the first Mm -hmm. time of many someone telling me I shouldn't do this. So in the beginning, that just followed me, like, everywhere. Like, I would, 
you know, not apply to certain opportunities just because I thought I wasn't good enough. I actually didn't get my first internship until my third year. And a big reason was I was like, I can barely pass calculus too. Why would a company want to pay me, you know, to work at their company? So I experienced it like a lot. However, I remember some key moments that really helped me like get through that. And one of them was I was talking to a professor and she was so established, so many like, you know, books and articles and all that stuff. And she was like, yeah, I still get imposter syndrome. And I was just like, what? You How do yeah. you out of all people have it? Yeah. And then she was saying like, sometimes she goes to these talks and it's on someone else's research and she has no idea what it's about and she still feels it. And then I wow. kind of just realized that like, yeah, it's kind of like a feeling but something I kind of like want to live by is like, it's okay to be scared, but just do it scared. Like you're yes. still going to do it. Just like fight through. So You'll just really be shaking me. the whole time. That's first. Of yes. All, like absolutely could not relate more. I think especially in this, like the tech space, speaking to so many people, even just at work, there's so many young women, especially women of color and black women, particularly that are veered so far off the path of STEM that when they get there, they're like, am, am I supposed to be here? Um, and I, I think that's such a significant part of you know anyone's journey and the fact that you push through and you are where you are right now um not to mention you are inspiring so many people online not only in the work that you do but everyone has to check out your tiktok is so freaking good your insta is so good like your social media is so amazing for people starting their careers or just for like hey tech nerds any tech nerd myself included like absolutely eating it up um no but that's huge so it sounds a lot like from a imposter syndrome side of things it's just been talking to people and then just embracing the fear yeah and in a way i kind of think like being a little bit like scared or paranoid it just kind of shows that you care about it and i think you know you hear about these startups or these companies and how they keep doing well and it's because they're always like reinventing themselves and adapting and i think imposter syndrome kind of keeps me on my toes i'm always trying to improve so i kind of just use it as like i embrace it yeah good for you it's basically your superpower like that's huge yes um, yes <laughs> wow can't relate can't relate even right before <laughs> I'm still like, I'm scared. Um, even right before we were meeting today, I was just FaceTiming with one of my friends. And I was like, I'm so nervous. Like, how does, what if I, what if, like, you get so, you hype yourself up so much with everything that you do. Um, but no, I, I love that you've worked through that because you are killer at what you do clearly. Um, and you're helping so many other people along the way, which is awesome. Um, and actually, perfect segue into my next question. Your social media is on fire. Tell me everything. At what point did you start transitioning your social from just personal to, you know, all of these amazing tech tips? Yeah, I remember it was actually my first day of work at Intuit. And I just remember I was so excited. I was like, wow, like I'm here. Like I'm a software engineer. Like I did it. <laughs> I made know? it. <laughs> so I just, right. So I pulled out my camera and I was just kind of filming it. And then I just thought about so many different like things and how like there's not a lot of representation and how like kind of when I was going through my computer science journey, I really felt alone. And I was like, maybe instead of just keeping this to myself, I can also share it with other people, you know, so that was kind of with YouTube where I kind of started everything. And then with TikTok, I just find it so amazing just because I posted my first like little Python coding tutorial and like the comments was everywhere from like, you know, granny's going to learn how to code to like <laughs> other people saying like, I'm going to major in computer science now. Like I didn't know I can like, it's that easy to get started. And like That's from amazing. there, it's just like, yeah, it's wow. crazy. You must get so many DMs too, especially about, I would imagine mostly, you know, people starting their career who have just discovered computer science is an option for them. How does that feel knowing that you're, you are the reason someone has changed their career? 
it's it's insane like when i read those comments it really just makes my day just because i get comments from people who are like you know like maya's just in their own situation like in their own school and like in a different state like going through the exact same thing i've gone through and they're just like seeing you every day like following your journey because on my instagram it's not all like sunshines and rainbows either like you know there's one post that's really popular where i show like my first year grades <laughs> so mm -hmm. you have to check that one out it's because i think People make it seem like if you don't get it on the first try, then it's not for you. And that's so incredibly false. Just because something's hard doesn't mean it's not for you. And that's something that I like love and that like I live by. And it kind of makes it more special in the end. Like through all those struggles, like it's kind of like a diamond, like you made it, you know? So yeah. And that's amazing. And the fact that you've had the career progression that you have, I mean, you've worked for nothing but huge ticket companies that people spend their whole life trying to work in. Um, and you've made it in all of that. You've got this amazing social media presence. Um, and, you know, like you mentioned, that one post that you have, particularly, that's actually how I found you. It's so funny. So backstory, I didn't know Maya worked it into it. <laughs> so I found yeah. I found your page on, I think it was my Explore page, I want to say it. And I was like, oh my gosh, this chick is amazing. Like, so funny. The content you make is amazing. And I actually found you through that post where you're talking about um, your grades in first year and how you oh, wow. really struggled through you know, getting the grades that you wanted, but look at where you ended up. So talk to me a little bit about that. What was the adjustment into this program that you kind of picked, you know, at a whim? Um, what was that like for you? Yeah, so it was like, I remember being in my first year class and like the professor was really just saying words and it was just going like in and out. I was like, I really have no idea this is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, no, really though. <laughs> And I had to make a lot of different adjustments. And one of them was first off, like really actually like challenging myself. Because in high school, I was kind of just like, you know, that annoying kid that just kind of like got everything. You know? I love that. I you were really extra smart. To, <laughs> I didn't have to put in too much work to understand things. And like, I just kind of memorized a lot of things. But in college, like coding is a lot of critical thinking. And it's like, you have to think the first algorithm might not work, the second one, the third one, like you have to keep coming up with different ideas. And I would just stop at the first one. And because of my imposter syndrome, I would say, oh, you're not getting this because you're not good at this not knowing that like a growth mindset and developing a growth mindset was one of the key game changers. And then also I met a professor, it was a black woman professor in um, engineering and she just encouraged me. Like there were so many people that told me to quit, classmates, professors, all of that, but she never once told me to quit. She gave me a place to study, she gave me some snacks. She was like, I don't I care her. how long it takes you, you're going to get it. And like. Yes, Dr. Ebony, I love her so much. We love you. And she was one of the key factors. Yeah. That's amazing. Yes. And it's so crazy. So I'll center this. Yes. Hello. Hi, we love you. This is official. Um, okay, so crazy question, and feel free not to answer if it's too personal, but the people in your life who were telling you that you couldn't, were they friends, acquaintances, classmates? Like, did you knock them out? Because I would have, um, how are you so calm and composed? Because I would have been like, I'm going to catch this fist before you tell me to drop out of this program. <laughs> Yeah, it was a whole mixture of different people. So I would have people that would say they're my friend, you know, they might help like explain a certain topic to me, but then it would always end with something like, you know, you should know this by now. Or like, I remember coming to a professor and I was like, you know, I'm about to fail your class. I don't know what I should do. And he was like, you know, maybe try cognitive science. Like, oh you know, just gosh. different things like that and I think people are not aware of like really how it feels to be like the only one in a space 
like even just comments like because i grew up in oakland and oakland is like very diverse and they would say things like you know like oh pass it to the black girl over there and like in oakland there's so many black girls like you couldn't make a statement like that but just kind of like being i kind of tell people sometimes i didn't really feel like a minority until i left the bay area and went to college and i went to a college that was less than one percent black at the time and even just being in that environment i had to learn to like adjust to that and that was like a whole nother battle that i had to go through that's so many layers to i mean first year is horrible for anyone i've never met a person who said they had a smooth first year but couple that with especially being in stem like you think about diversity in stem overall it it doesn't exist it's not their representation isn't where it needs to be on all levels both in the job space in the job hunting market in the universities because it's it's just not widely taught and talked about so that is that's such a multi-layered struggle but shout out to the people who were there for you um and also like you are now the you are now the person encouraging some young woman in stem not to give up and I, i think that's such a huge huge win um that you should you know i mean i'm sure you already know but that you can be so proud of um so another question for you on from a career journey especially from the growth mindset piece so i binged your youtube channel no surprise um but especially (laughs) your video about your growth mindset because i absolutely love that call out um and you were talking about even just earlier how moving to a growth mindset is what changed the game how did you do that and also how did you define a growth mindset like at what point did you realize i'm getting stagnant how do i transition to this and what did you do to transition there yeah no like you know i'd be throwing out quotes but another one i love them they're so good (laughs) focusing on progress and not perfection that really helped me kind of like adapt to like a growth mindset so something i would do is i actually have like so many notebooks and what i would do is just write down things i was learning so even at the end of the day like maybe my coding program wasn't done yet or the homework assignment wasn't done yet i would just look through that notebook and say like wow i learned all of this today and that was stuff i didn't know yesterday you know i was kind of just like competing with myself in a way and just seeing like okay like as long as i'm learning something new then i'm totally on the direct path and i'm going to eventually reach where i want to reach so that was something that like really helped me I love that. And do you kind of carry that into work as well? Because I think, I mean, of course, you're literally week one in your new role, but I think everyone can get so overwhelmed and feel like you're constantly six steps behind. I mean, at least I do. I've never had a day where I've woken up and said, oh, yeah, I'm on it today. Um, How do you kind of manage that growth mindset in the office? I still like do that like to this day like I have right now I have like a Google Doc yeah just because you know with the pandemic I have so many notebooks still at work that I haven't like gotten because you know we're not allowed there so like you know maybe I should put this like you know virtual but (laughs) yeah I still do that today I take notes of like what I'm learning and that really just helps to like put me at ease because it's like I am making improvements so to this day I'm still like writing down everything I'm learning. Wow, I love that. I on genuinely I have never thought of that, but starting tomorrow, I will like share my Google Doc with you because I think even on yes. really rough days, that is such a great piece of advice because I think bad days it's really easy to focus. I mean, again, at least for me, it, I focus so much on, oh, I really dropped the ball on this versus, oh, well now I know not to do it that way. Um and I think that mindset is just so much more healthy. I like I absolutely love that. Um, so one of my other questions, it kind of ties back into the mentorship piece. You've got these amazing rituals set up for yourself um, to maintain your growth mindset. What does mentorship look like for you ongoing? Is it something that you pick up when you're looking for work? Do you have some consistent mentors in your life? 
Yeah, so you know about that one mentor that I found through IG, but usually what I do like in the workplace is I kind of like, you know, look and I kind of see how people move and what their vibes are just because something else I do is that like you should take advice from people you aspire to be like or they have a certain quality that you like, you know, you don't take advice from every person because you know you can get some crazy comments we were talking about this earlier oh my gosh like you can't <laughs> we'll definitely can't get into the, those people the dm yeah. profits we'll get into them <laughs> yeah but it's usually like at my company i found some senior engineers who i really liked how they were like really smart but also really kind and i think that's like one of the perfect combination that engineers can have so you know i usually just say like hey you know can we meet up for like a chat or something like that and then i like sneak in, like, thanks, mentor. And then if they don't, like, flinch or anything, I'm like, yes. Sold. He's <laughs> mine. <got> them. <laughs> That's so funny. I love that. I know. I think the most awkward part about mentorship conversations is at what point do you kind of drop the question of, like, are we a thing? Like, are we, you know, right. are you feeling the connection here? Um, it's so uncomfortable. I honestly, I've, I'm the world's worst career coach. I've never asked anyone to be my mentor. I basically do the same thing as you. Right? Really? Like, wow, that was great. We should do that again. Oh, right? like, perhaps weekly. Okay. Yeah. Like, it's so uncomfortable, but man, mentorship is so important. Um, I'd imagine also you've had probably quite a few people reach out and ask for your mentorship. Is that something that you've dabbled in yet? Yeah, you know, something that is so cool is that I actually helped two people. They kind of reached out to me and were like, hey, you know, I really want to get an internship, but it's like that technical interview process is keeping me from that. So what happened was that I actually started a, a group chat. It's called Black Coders, and we would have like a technical interview question. I'd put one in the chat every day and would meet up on weekends. We would do that. And like legit, they both let me know that they both got internships for next year. So oh my it's just so exciting. Yeah. That's amazing. It's really like, yeah. It's so crazy how much your mind can really like yourself is keeping you back because like, yeah, I like posted a question in a chat, but they did the work like they figured out how to solve it. So that's like something that I love doing so much. It's actually like there's a lot of DMs now, so I can't do as much mentorship because I just want to help everyone. Like, yes. <laughs> I can't do that as much. But yeah, I love it so much. Oh my gosh, good for you. So actually, again, perfect segue. It's like we're planting all of these questions. Talk to me about how you manage social media and real life because it's heavy. And I don't think until people get on social media, they don't realize, at least also I didn't, how intense and heavy and nonstop and it's very difficult to unplug. How do you, how do you manage all of the things that you're doing? Yeah, it is a lot. I remember when I posted my first like first day of work video, I was like, okay, I'm going to go viral and that's it. And, you know, I just kind of thought it. that yeah. was how it's going to work. Yeah, I listen to a lot of Gary Vee and, you know, he's been in like this business for a very long time. And he talks about like he would have people on his show and he would like say, reach out to me in six years. <laughs> you know, like if you still don't have any growth, then that means something. But uh, balancing it, yeah, it is... Creating content is not like easy. Like a TikTok can take me maybe like three, four hours to create like a 15 <laughs> second video. So it does really take a lot of work. And then like the critiques sometimes can be crazy as well because it's usually from people who don't create content. You know, what always. I'm so they don't oh really know the amount of work. Yeah, that it's it takes. So true. But I feel like for me, you know. I, how do I balance it? Cause I would like go to work, you know, do the eight hours. And then after that, maybe do social media for like four hours and then like 
go to bed. But during technical interviews, I had to stop my social media because there was no way I could do, like, everything. Yeah, you but already yeah, were it, sleeping, what, four hours? I mean, social media would have made you a full-on, like, night owl. We would have had to take you to a doctor. <laughs> yeah, no, like, honestly, at that point. So, yeah, it's so hard to balance, especially there's, like, there's YouTube, there's TikTok, there's Instagram, there's Clubhouse now, like, Twitter. Like, it's there's so There's so much. much. There's so much, and I totally empathize with wanting to get back to everyone, because you know, I think what's different with the work that you do versus um, the work that other content creators do, and love to all content creators, but when you're posting about things that are more like fashion and lifestyle, the DMs that you're getting, for the most part, aren't life-changing DMs, but you have people reaching out who are fundamentally asking for help guiding their entire life, Um, and it's it's so hard to recognize, because you do hit a point, and at the size you're at as well, I mean... You, you physically can't um, unless you start yeah. paying people to reply to DMs, which like, surprise guys, you don't make money on Instagram. <laughs> and like that yeah. finding ways to make money on Instagram is a whole job in and of itself. Like it's, it's crazy. Um, so actually we were kind of gossiping about this a little bit earlier. Talk to me about your DM situation. Um, are people nice? Are people crazy? Um, I feel like there's usually a bit of a split. How do you handle the kinds of DMs that come in? Yeah, it's crazy because, like, legit, some people will, like, get mad at me that I'm not responding fast enough. And it will be, like, at, like, maybe, like, 1 p.m. And I'm, like, legit, I'm working right now. I'm at a desk. (laughs) Like, 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 I'm literally sitting at a desk right now. (laughs) Like, it's not happening. Yeah. I get a lot of people. A lot of people want me to work on their apps. I get, like, can you build this app? I get that DM a lot. Uh, There are some, like, like, crazy, like, hate comments as well like I I feel like sometimes I just breathe and people are like what are you doing (laughs) you know uh I have like Michelle Obama (laughs) oh TikTok don't even get me started on them I just it's too much I'm not on a whole other level but it's crazy because sometimes like the people that have the most hateful comments you click on their profile and it's it's not even their picture zero followers like it really is a troll account So how I deal with that is I'm just like, okay, that's the TikTok algorithm pushing me out to more people. So I am grateful that I'm getting the exposure. Thank you for the comment. about it like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's like comments like those can really help your video blow up as well. It's so true. There was a point in time where I deleted my TikTok um, because 13-year-olds. Wow seek help they're crazy some of their comments i was like you're so mad this is an interview tip you're not even legal to work yet take a seat (laughs) so actually another question for you if you could give a piece of advice to someone just starting out their career in tech what would that be wow okay no pressure one piece of advice (laughs) someone just beginning their career in tech you know i would say because some people say like you know coding is a journey and i like really believe that and uh, i think the best kind of like analogy they said is that like it's gonna be a roller coaster (laughs) you know like there's gonna be so many different ups and downs but just really focus on like why you started this in the first place like maybe you do have a passion for coding you know maybe you're trying to like provide for yourself or your family like whatever that reason is that reason is valid and just know that at the end of the day you can do this just take like you know one step at a time remember what the end goal is and you'll be like more than fine i love that you always bring it back to following your passion um because you ultimately committed to loving this work and you've done nothing but excel in it ever since do you think crazy question do you think if you were to go back in time and pick a completely different major or a different career path do you think that you would be happy or do you think you always would have found your way back to the computer science space 
Yeah, you know, what's crazy, too, is that in the beginning, like, even though, like, my username is, like, Maya Loves Code. Like, she that kind of shows the passion <laughs> that I have now for it. But in the beginning, like, everything was just so hard. I didn't even know if I did have a passion for this. However, I feel like it really just starts with an interest. And, like, once you have an interest in something, you can use that to maybe, deter- like, turn into a passion later on but you know I really feel like I found like my dream job and like what I'm good at that I don't know I never thought if I would eventually end up here but I think so just because like it is crazy like how much fun I'm having and how I get to like you know go to work and code but then at the end of the day I'm like creating content and getting other people inspired to code so I think so I think I'll end up here that's amazing. And also, okay, so totally crazy follow-up question, because I'm sure people will ask, would you ever consider becoming a full-time content creator? Because you do a lot, and we're totally going to get into this as well, but you've been featured with so many cool companies, like so many cool websites. Could you ever see yourself doing that full-time, or do you think you'd miss the like hands-on coding? You know, the good thing with that, though, that I feel like is so fun with like content creation with code, is that I could still be coding in some like capacity. You Very know, true. like maybe I'm just you know, making a project for a YouTube tutorial or something like that. So I could definitely see myself doing it full time. I think what I like, though, about like actually working at a company is that like I'm put in situations that I might not choose for myself. So, for example, like let's say the product manager wants this new feature and we have to build it. It's like that's like someone else's idea, if that makes sense. But Mm -hmm. I might only choose like very Python specific projects for myself. So I like getting all of that industry experience and I just feel like it makes my content even better. That's amazing because you're committing to learning nonstop. So I think that's that's such a true call out because as much as we can innovate on our own, it's always learning from other people that is absolutely so helpful. Um, so speaking yeah. of really cool things that you've done, there's so many cool things. So you've got all your social media um, kind of content that you create. We'll put all of the links in the description for this. So everyone, if you're not following already, like what's wrong with you? Go follow. Um, but you've done so much. So you're the AWS uh, Deep Racer co-host. Tell me everything. This was so cool. Like, ah, I'm happy to dancing for you yeah no that was so crazy because like as a child one of my dream careers was like being like a host so when they came with me with that opportunity I was like this is not real like is this this actually like AWS so that was so cool it's like these deep racer cars and basically like the way it's programmed is that they're self-driving mini cars so they have programmers from like all over the world who spend months working on this, trying to have like the fastest car. So they really have to work on like, you know, their algorithm. They have something called like a reward function, which goes into like programming it. And it was it was so crazy. Like I get to meet all these different people. Ryan was the other co-host and he's like an actual like like real cars. Like he announces that stuff. So, so cool. it was so great yeah to learn from him and like yeah we worked on a couple of episodes together and it was just so much fun good for you okay so i must ask you've had so many huge accolades you've also been featured on the can academy which is so cool is there one moment that sticks out to you in your career so far where you're like oh my gosh how did this happen like this is so cool yeah Oh man, so many moments. Khan Academy was definitely one of them, just because like I use Khan Academy like all the time, (laughs) you know? So it's kind of like, you know, especially like growing up, like I use that to learn math. So then them wanting to like feature me, I was just like, wow, like this is actually insane. But you know, ah, there's so many moments because I also think about like the DMs that I get from people. And it's like, you know, like some of those moments where people said like, 
I legit like you helped me to like complete my boot camp because I wanted wow. to quit you know like it's yeah. those moments that I'm just like I can't believe like a piece of content that I made really inspired someone in such a positive way so yeah it's kind of like those big moments but also the little things too so question do you keep track of all of the I mean maybe not all of the dms but do you keep track of any of the dms um that really impact you positively oh definitely I like I was just gonna ask what's your process (laughs) you're like I have a collage (laughs) I printed all of the dms (laughs) it's in my closet (laughs) no honestly like Sometimes it like it, it's crazy how much it can really touch you. And it's like it's those moments like I was just talking to someone who like they were having trouble in school and I was like, yo, been there, <laughs> you know, and then yeah. they were saying how like, you know, they kept going and then they got like a 3.6 that semester. And I was just like, like, ah, the like, power really of pushing me. through. Yeah, the power of pushing through. I love how you said that. So like, yeah, I, sometimes I just like scroll through and then I'll be like, I'll see like a profile picture and be like, oh, like, I wonder how this project is going. And that's kind of how like I reach back out to people. But having a Slack group too. So like if a lot of people have the same questions, they can ask it in the Slack group so they can see if it's asked before. That's something that kind of helps. And we have like, kind of like monthly meetups with like the Black Coders group chat. So that kind of helps too. That's amazing. You should be so proud. The work that you do is absolutely amazing. And I also think it's so niche. I've seen so few people actually make um, not only content that's accessible from like a coding and tech perspective, but you also have great interview prep content, like outstanding interview prep content. Um, You also have a video on your YouTube channel with um, Gabby, who is just the world's coolest person. She's such an amazing recruiter. Gabby, if you're listening, we love you. Um, But like just so much great content. Gabby, we love you. Um, I was just talking to her the other day. Like, she's my heart melts. I adore her. Um, so in, in terms of interview prep, what are some of the big things that you learned? And it doesn't even have to be tech-wise, but in terms of even prepping for your interviews, what are some things that you definitely would do again or maybe that you're like, yeah, I will absolutely never do that again? <laughs> yeah, no, that's a really good question. I would say definitely having a study buddy to really get you through this is so important just because like on days I was just like feeling down maybe I just did like three problems got it wrong 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 you know I would have someone else that's like yo like I just tried the same problem and I got it wrong you know I would sit on zoom calls with my friends and we would not be saying anything to each other but we'd just be like doing our own problems so really having someone that's like positive and can uplift each other is something that's so powerful so i'll definitely try and find someone else that's going through this process so we can like struggle together and then you know just kind of like trust in the process like you can do it and it sucks for everyone like there's so many articles out there people complaining about like the technical interview process so no it's not just you my mentor spent like six months studying i spent seven months studying my friend spent so many months studying you know the second time around i don't think i would need to spend that long just because i really had to like go back and learn some of those core computer science topics but it's just know that like people put on put in work and they might not let you know but you know i'm real about it so just know it's it's hard I think that's the key difference with you and basically every other person on the internet is you're so real about the amount of work that you put in. Like you've never pretended to just wake up and be like, oh, woke up to Google in my DMs. Like I have a new job (laughs) offer. Bye everyone going to Slack. Like you've been so honest about how much you've hustled and how much work you've put in. And sometimes that's great and really fulfilling. And other times it feels like crap. Like other times it's just, you're tired, you're exhausted. You haven't seen your friends in two weeks. You're in the middle of a global pandemic. Like there's so many layers to that. Um, So what does self-care look like? 
like for you? How do you unwind? Do you ever unwind? Because I feel like you're so busy. So that's something, you know, I need to be better at. And that's something I am trying to work on as well. Just because if I have like a list of things to do, like self-care is like the last thing on my list. So that is something I'm trying to prioritize more. You know, I have this huge water bottle that I'm trying to like stay hydrated. We're hydrating all 2021. (laughs) Yes. No. Like in one of my interviews, I got like so sick and dizzy in and it was because I was drinking like energy drinks, but not water. And it was just a whole mess. But if you have some tips, please let me know, because that's something I want to be better at because, you know, we really got to like take care of our bodies. Yeah, my number one tip is don't ever listen to me regarding self care. <laughs> I was really listening. I was like, okay, what is this? I've got a pen. Like, what's she gonna say? No, never listen to me under any circumstances. Don't ever listen to me. Um, I'm really good at giving advice, and then I'll be the same actual crazy person working like 14 hours a day. Um, I'm the exact same, and I think it's almost the curse of being an overachiever because you're so committed yeah. to your day job that you're like, I, you know you're so intense about the work that you do. You want to be learning, you want to be collaborating, and then the day ends and you make a really, if you're like me, a really crappy dinner in 10 minutes that's often burnt and unseen. Yeah. Um, or I'm like, this is fine. No. Um, and you, then you're working the rest of the night on social media and then you look at your life and you're like, oh, this is it, huh? This is what I do. <laughs> no, like cereal for breakfast, cereal for lunch, like that's me. <laughs> I had so eggs I totally for dinner. That. Who does that? Yeah. Who, who has hard-boiled Someone. eggs? Reach out to us and DM us some self-care tips because this is so bad. This is actually an intervention we're hosting for ourselves. Um, We're going to need some moral support. Okay, so my mom actually does have, my mom gives very good advice. I just ignore it. So if it helps you, great. I'll tell Laura. Um, But honestly, her number one piece of advice is after seven o'clock, the night is yours. Like you should not be looking at your phone, looking at your laptop. She's like, you shut off at seven o'clock because if you don't give yourself, and it doesn't have to be seven, but give yourself a time cutoff where it is a meeting with yourself and it is non-negotiable and you are alone and resting. Um, But it's so hard when part of your work is on your phone. You want to text friends, but do you also find this when you want to text your friends or speak to friends, do you also associate your phone just with work at this point? Like you don't even look at it recreationally. Yeah. I totally feel that. Like, I was like, that's some nice advice, Laura, but Thanks, if Laura, she's going in one, <laughs> Maybe when Emily's brothers will pick it up. Um, are you good about taking lunch breaks? No. Like, I have lunch in front of my computer. <laughs> Me too. Me too. Okay, yeah. so maybe this is what we do. Let's hold each other accountable, even if it's just like, wow, even one day a week seems like a lot. Maybe, maybe I- once... <laughs> I was like, okay, on the weekend. On the weekend, <laughs> we can plan I'm that. I'm gonna work for an hour over lunch. Um, so yeah, okay. No, this is this is a cry for help. Actually, um, I'm gonna. It actually this cry is. For help. I'm like, cut this out the podcast. <laughs> I feel like I just I tried to be very motivational, and then I heard myself speak and was like, oh no, I need support. <laughs> it's fine. No, once you once you said self care, I was like, this is gonna go. <laughs> this is the wrong episode, ma'am. I'm so sorry. This is not the episode you thought you were recording. You've got the wrong guest. As far as questions I have, honestly, you've given me all of the golden nuggets. I feel like especially your journey is so interesting. Your career journey is so interesting. Your social media journey is so interesting. Um, But you're also just the coolest person on the planet. Like, I was already obsessed with you you. pre-us meeting in real life um, because your social media is just so full of life and brings life to things that are overwhelming and scary. Um, And you're really in the business of just empowering people. And I think that's so unique and so cool. So I honestly can't thank you enough. I think you're all kinds of amazing. I'm so happy we were able to meet. 
Wow, thank you so much. And I love your content too as well. I like, you know, you're the straight shooter, but you're also just so relatable and you make like giving tips like super fun. So I love your content too. It loves you back. I honestly can't thank you enough. Um, this was this was so fun. Like we have to do this again. Um, and I'm Definitely. positive that everyone who's listening is going to fall in love with your socials as well. Um, extra shout out to your YouTube channel. Like anyone prepping for a tech interview, don't start anywhere but your YouTube channel. Like you literally have videos mapping out every single thing you need to do to succeed. Like it's, it sh- you should you should be charging people for it. That's how good it is. Um, so get it while it's free, ladies and gentlemen. Like head over. Um, but I can't thank you so I can't thank you enough this was so much fun thank you thank you so much